everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hey there. How are you? Fighting for my life currently. How are you? Same. Yeah. We're <laughs> got nothing in the tank. We... We are both coming off like such a chaotic weekend. Except three cookies I had to eat right before this to like get my blood sugar going. You had a cookie? It's the only thing. There are these very specific cookies in Baltimore that oh. and they're the only sweet that I like in ever. Mm-hmm. And I bought some before I left, and it's the only thing I have to my name in this home. I'm dead. Other than like popcorn, which I was like, I can't pop popcorn. It's like no. not even noon. Like <laughs> No, I mean, that was me last week. I had, like, a bag of munchies at, like, 8.30 in the morning. A bag of what? Those chips called munchies. Like a Funyun? <laughs> no, I hate Funyuns. Munchies are, like, it's, like, a collection of different types of chips, like a Cheeto and a Sun Chip. And a oh, pretzel. I hate those bags. With all just, like, Gardettos and just a bunch of shit. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. I'm like, can Southwest get back to peanuts, please? Like, I don't need to, like, this shit. That's another thing, too. So on my flight last night, there was a baby crying the entire flight. And, like, I go back and forth between, like, feeling so bad for the mom. Like, that's, like, stressful. Like, you know that your baby's pissing everybody off, but, like, you can't help it. But then I also was like, can you shut that baby up? Because it was, like, midnight and I was fucking tired. I'll do you one better. A man next to me had a full panic attack and needed oxygen. You're lying. No. Because of like turbulence, because of the flight. I think it was maybe like he's not used to flying. He had a whole anxiety attack, like shaking, couldn't breathe. He was on the, the, like, I think it was the mask that basically they're like, this plane is going down. So put this on. That's what he had to put. Oh my God. That's so, I don't know. You know, you were at BravoCon. I was at my dear friends, Kirsten and Dooley's wedding. And, um, Nothing in the tank, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're here recording. I really liked this episode that we're going to talk about. It was like a fun, goofy, silly episode. We got that newspaper dress that I can't wait to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. But before we get into it, congratulations, though, because you you. moderated a panel. Yeah. You looked great. I I tried my best to match the flyaways. I only heard positive feedback. I tried but it was this. also from people who weren't there. They were like, we're half proud of her, but we don't know what happened. <laughs> um, well, as you pointed out, thankfully, you know, Chris, you're always there to like really ground me. Humble. Humble. And on my way to the to the Javits Center, the morning of my panel, I'm walking, I'm in my trousers, I'm in my I'm feeling myself. And I simply put over um, a video of me saying I'm in my Meghan Markle era, but I said marble. And that is just a really humbling, you know? And, also, and you tagging Karen Huger as the wrong person. Don't get me started on this. I kept tagging. I was like, real... does Karen not have a personal Instagram anymore? It was because of you that, that I finally realized after five or six posts, I kept tagging her fan page and not her and i was like i'm such a fucking idiot i was like what's going on oh it was a mess it was a but mess no, but it so sounds fun. like it was really a fun time over there i'm it sure for all the bravo lovers you'll do a full recap oh that's coming later today yeah but speaking of new information and i know now by the time you guys get this it'll be a little bit older but 
what the fuck's going on with these costumes on it just like that season two? <laughs> we saw LTW with what looked like a feathered cage around her head and a mm. Valentino fire engine red dress. Mm-hmm. And then to see Charlotte dressed like some kind of ringmaster. It was giving ringmaster circus, like Bridgerton. Victorian it was weird. It was so weird. And I'm just thinking, like, what type of event are they going to? Maybe like a school event. Someone said parents. a school fundraiser, but I was like, what's the theme? Crazy. <laughs> like, Unhinged. It also, again, I want to point out, it makes zero sense that Charlotte and LTW are, like, why they couldn't just make her children the same age as Charlotte's. Are they not? Are they younger? I forget. They're so much younger. And so it's like, why are they even like, why is Charlotte helping plan trips that don't even relate to her children? That's a great question. Um, You know, when it comes to just like that, you really can't. You really just got to take it for what it is. Get nailed into the weeds like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Because then you'll be, you'll just be questioning everything. But I'm excited to start seeing, you know, I don't know where Cynthia Nixon is. I haven't gotten hide nor hair of Miranda Hobbs Rambo. (laughs) And I don't know if that's just simply she's filming in LA. Yeah. Less, Less Pats. I don't know what's going on with the good old Rambo, but I really hope we see some Trey. Craving oh, me some Che. We've seen Che is coming. They are in the first episode. Che Thank is God. coming. I, I can't. I, I, the, I honestly, I'd like it to start with Che. Uh, opening scene. Yeah, che. back at a comedy concert. Exactly. Was that what they were called? Comedy concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at first, I was going to say comedy. Like I thought I was. <laughs> I thought for a second it was comedy show, and I was like, no, that's just what those are called. I remember they called it something like very different. Yeah. No. Um, Seema's back at work. I can't wait. I know. I really am excited to see what we get with Aiden. Like, what's he looking like? A mess. Do you think he's reverted back to his turquoise necklace days, or do you think we're getting more of like buttoned up? I feel that because in Just Like That is so crazy, it could be like he's just back to his old jewelry work. What if we go back to suffering? I Personally, I can't go on that journey with Carrie. <laughs> I I really don't want Carrie and Aiden back together. Like, I don't, I wouldn't mind to see him and Steve together like we've discussed, but like, I really have no interest in going back there with Aiden. It makes no sense. No. People, other than gay men, I don't know any people who are circling back to, like, old relationships. Not like this. Like, this is, like, 25 years. And they gave it two goes. They tried. Kissed in Abu Dhabi. Ugh. God, I can't wait to get to the second movie. (laughs) You and this fucking movie. You, I can't, well, I was gonna say you are a woman, I am man, but that's from Funny Girl. What is that song they sing in the second movie? In the opening? I, I am woman. No, I that's know. they do karaoke. I believe the second movie opens with that Alicia Keys Jay Z song. All the choices oh, were yeah, no, it. I've only seen. I think I've only seen the second movie one or two times since it's ever come out. Like I don't ever revisit it. But maybe I, I mean I'm going to for this. For a while, it was all I was revisiting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's fucked up. It was when we started the podcast, and I wouldn't let myself go out of order. And I felt very safe to watch Sex and the City too. I was like, this is a place where I can drop into these gals. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that movie at this point, maybe 15, 20 times. That's fucking, that's ridiculous. And it's not short. I need you, no, it's long and it's chaotic and unhinged and fucked up. 
But the first movie is one of my favorite rom-coms. Could you imagine if it just like that that was a movie? No. (laughs) I'm literally thinking about it now, and I'm like... Like, right, that no. the movie, the original script for the movie was that Big was going to, we were going to see that same storyline play out. Right. I cannot imagine that as, the, the vibes of Injust Like That as a movie. Like, <laughs> no, and see I... see Diaz on the big screen? That would be a lot. But, but I wonder sure if everyone, I wonder if all of their stories would have been the same. I mean, we know... Samantha was going to be texting Brady. And we're going to get there because I think we actually saw that storyline play out in this episode. What? Where we straight up have Samantha like, there's a statutory rape joke in this episode. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. You're talking about Sam Jones. Oh, we're going to We're, we're going to talk about Sammy. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> we're going to talk about him for about 48 minutes. <laughs> um, let's okay. just get into this episode yeah, let's get with into a little it. synopsis. I also have to laugh at how tired we are <laughs> like oh. i'm looking at us and our eyes are our faces are never been puffier no i i i mean my head is always huge on this screen my but eyes i feel are, like it's inflated by 19 like a balloon closed okay let's get into it yes carrie is forced to face her past actions miranda meets a handsome detective charlotte confronts her picture perfect life and Samantha fucks herself. Sammy Jones really fucks herself. So I think we both kind of, you know, gave up the goat early. But we love this episode. Love. I. It was one of those episodes where it's like, I don't think about it often. But then again, I, I think of like little moments about it. I, I didn't realize this all happened in the same episode. That yet. is, I think, the problem. If you asked me about each of these four storylines, I would have told you, oh, that's like one of one of my favorite things from each of the women. That they're all in this one episode, and as I text my friend Bree, shout out to her after I've watched it. This is an underappreciated gem because I don't hear people talking about this Mm-mm. one. They're not, and I don't know why because it's full of like good little nuggets. Like you got one of your favorite scenes of all time, Chris. Of Let's all see. time that you talk. Oh, Trey. About. Yeah. Truly, my first note is finally we've made it to the sexy. We've made it, <laughs> guys. He's about to be. Out of his mind. Legs on the wall. Legs on the wall. So, and thematically, I also really like this episode, right? The idea of karma, I found it to be very centering. It actually, in some ways, works in each storyline, as opposed to sometimes where it's like, who knows what was going on last week? This one just feels like it has a center to it with that idea of like whether or not your past decisions can shape your current life. Mm -hmm. So let's hear the monologue and then get into it. Okay. Described thoughts about karma to the fortune cookie school of psychology. I wondered, does a string of bad dates really equal one good one? And will treating someone badly in one relationship ensure that you'll be treated badly in the next? Does everything that goes around really come around? And if so, will it come around to bite you in the ass? Is there such a thing as relationship karma? What do you think? Is there? Um, I go back and forth on karma a lot. Like, If there was, I would be married to Trey McDougal. Um, no, for all the... 
the pennies I've picked up and dusted off of men, the foul little creatures I've dated, <laughs> my my relationship karma would be a lot better if it was real. Because there's a part of me like, I, here's the there's the thing, I think of karma like like for me, I don't believe in it. But like for other people, I believe in it. Like where if they've done something horrible to me, I'm like, karma's going to get them. But when it comes to me, I'm like, karma's not real. But I think what's so interesting and what I like about this episode in some ways, and we'll get into the Rambo mm -hmm. storyline later, is, is that I feel like we often talk about karma only in the negative sense. Right. Of like, you wronged me, so something bad is coming Dad's your way. To you. Whereas it's like, well, no, because there's also like, if you do good things, maybe good stuff comes back to you. Now, that hasn't been kind of the vibe of the world since 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but maybe yeah. all of us have been doing bad acts still, and we need to start acting right. Yeah. Myself included. Absolutely. Let's talk about Samantha. <laughs> Let's get into Sam. Now, this is a slight Samantha storyline I could really hang my hat on. Absolutely. He's getting a series of phone calls. First, first and foremost, the way they play Samantha is so funny to me. She's like in her kitchen lounging and like some sheer... I'm like, why is this... Why can't she just be in sweatpants? Is this woman constantly like on the, just ready and raring to go for sex? Yes, literally. She's red wine. It's just very. It's very sexy. Like, <laughs> I, it's very like like you said. She never just in sweats. But then again, we do have our queen of athleisure, Miranda Hobbs, who's never not in a sweatpant. She's uh, always in her jammy. We're gonna get to Miranda later. <laughs> but she um, he's getting all these calls for Sam Jones in this party he's throwing. Mm-hmm. And they're chatting and carrying. They're doing a walk and talk. I want to say also for two women who hate each other, I've never seen two people with better chemistry. Ever. We say this all the time. Like, they truly have incredible chemistry. But they roll up to this dorm, and mm -hmm. she finds out that her namesake is a virgin. And I just love this guy. Let's hear him and break it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sam Jones? Yeah, who are you? Sam Jones. Excuse me? <laughs> Well, it appears that we have a little problem here. We have the same name, the same exchange, and it appears I'm getting all of your fucking calls. Well, if you're getting all my fucking calls, I guess that explains why I'm still a virgin. Honestly, a witty king. A king. Like, now, I so wanna, witty. I want to say two things. Now, I don't know if it's because I went to a state school and so not in the middle of a city. I have never attended a party that truly just took place in someone's like small dorm room with that many people. It was I didn't nuts. Go to I, was like, I was like, what is the appeal of this? Go to a frat house. Yeah, maybe this was like the pregame. I also think it's like NYU, maybe dorm culture there is very, very different, different. Or just, I don't know if it's NYU, but some school in New York. But I have written here, oh gosh, it's the other Sam Jones. <sighs> I'm a, I'm turned on. You're turned on by Sam Jones. I am. I have to say, I said also before that, every man in this episode is so sexy. I? <laughs> is this I, the hottest episode of Sex I was City? very horny watching this entire episode. <laughs> and I think, by the way, I did this outline right before I um went to Puerto Rico. And I think I took that horniness. You right took that energy me. with you I, on I the I had plane. big Sam Jones energy. And <laughs> you really did. NPR. Listen, I don't find him sexy, but like I do find him funny, and like you know, I do like that he's really not intimidated by her. He's like, what did you think of her instant like 
it's my karma to give him the experience I never had. Um, that's a wild first like place to jump to. Yeah, that's really crazy, actually. But, but I appreciate, though, because... There is this overwhelming, like, narrative, and I think it's in real life, but mostly on television, mm -hmm. that when characters are presented as virgins, people are like, oh, no, I, would, I don't want to be a part of that. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that Sam is like, no, I'll fuck him. I'll give him a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a similar idea because he knocks on her door with one rose. <laughs> So he's, I'm he's a broke like, boy. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> like, he's a broke boy. He only he could only afford one. And Carrie's truly like sickened by this. She's well, like, she's like, um, no, that's called statutory rape. Like, you need to cool it. Like, yeah, you cannot like, sleep with this guy. Like, I was like, absolutely not. And and sh and look, I know most people in college are eighteen. I started at the age of seventeen. Mm -hmm. Let's just hope he's eighteen. I, but it's odd that the show does not feel the need to make that point clear. That he's right. There's no point in which they're like, he's definitely, like, just he's make him age. 20. Have a throwaway yeah. line that says he's 20, just so that we have, are not sitting in that discomfort. Yeah, I agree. I, I would just like to hope that he's 18. I'm hoping. I mean, mm -hmm. I know he was, because hopefully, because I was so turned on by him. He's like, in real life, he's probably like 32. He's like 97. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes in and what did you think of how he handles Sam when he just um grabs her and they get going? He's also insane. is her bed next to her front door? Like uh, we never know where her bed is. Mind you, it is on wheels. That's true. Just wheeling around. It's on wheels. So maybe she had scooted it to the front Listen, door earlier. I love this confidence. I don't find him physically attractive, but the confidence that he has just like wanting to fuck this woman, like this older, sexy smart successful woman i really am into this idea but i also was dying laughing at while they're fucking she's like teaching him I, it, and, and i think this also was coming out at the same time as like wild oh my god he's a stallion this actor has such confidence could you imagine getting into bed with the lucille ball of sex and doing that never no she's amazing he's so fucking funny and I love the, the post-coital. Like, I like that she's like, oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Uh -huh. And then he's like, ah, I love you, Sam Jones. You got the sweetest lips I've ever touched. I don't know. He was... She was like, sir, this is <laughs> not what you think yeah. it is. What did you once say to me? Post-nut clarity? Yeah. Post-nut clarity. No, he doesn't. Sam Jones does. That's he Samantha. doesn't have it? He loves no. her. No, that's delusion. That's not <laughs> clarity. He's post-nut delusional. Post-nut clarity means, like, after you come, you, like, then sit in, like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, who is this person? You're, like, looking at them different, like, do you not know what the word anymore. clarity means? Yeah. Because what you're describing to me is not how I describe I view clarity as, like, a positive thing. Like No, this I is... But what this means, what this saying means, is what I'm describing. So I didn't come up with this phrase. The internet did. Oh, so take... No, so take it up with them. It's like, when, it's like when you fuck someone and then after you're, like, looking at them and you're like, ew. Like, you have, like, a clear moment in your head where you're like, this actually... I'm well, not anymore and i don't want to fuck this person ever again okay, so then well chalk that yeah. and one again and sam samantha has the post clarity of like okay i'm not horny anymore for this guy get out 
but he's in love with her. He's calling her repeatedly, acting the fuck up. <laughs> acting the fuck up. Truly. And he's knocking on the door. She won't let him in. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate the, in fucking Sam Jones, she'd really fucked herself is that kind of last button on that. Yeah. But the whole time I just kept thinking, this is as close as to what I imagine the idea that Samantha was going to be sexting Brady was going to be like. This young guy. Yeah. And now that you say that, like now Sam Jones is the original Brady from Man Just Like That. Oh my God, ride me, cowboy. He would absolutely say, even at certain points, he was like, woo, woo, woo. He was like whipping around. He was going buck wild. That was some of the best directing I've ever seen on this Guys, show. Guys, this episode is just fucking incredible. It's amazing. Let's get into Ms. Hobbs. Oh. What did you think of Detective Stevens? He was hot. But I, what made him hotter was how, like, sexy he thought Miranda was. Like, he was giving her bedroom eyes. And, like, I know, but Miranda looks, I just, she looks so insane. And her behavior <laughs> in this episode crazy. is so bonkers. I thought, is this man well? Like, why is he interested in her? No, she's, I can't stop laughing at that. We'll get to it. But she's so fucking funny in this episode. Like, She's so unhinged. And, like, this is the Rambo. Like, this is why Che calls her Rambo. This is big Rambo energy. So, before we hear it, I want to break down this idea. (laughs) So, they are going out for their first date. She let him in to her apartment. Mm -hmm. What was she wearing then? And then she goes to her room for 20 minutes. And it's just one, like, one, like, no one would, I would leave. I'd be like, this woman's crazy. Because they were, okay, he, she pops she out in, in her bra. Right. So she let him in because he was picking her up to go on their first date, right? Yeah. Okay. But then she disappears. So she was wearing right. some level of an outfit. Right. To have, to have opened the door. He's going to then wait 20. I'm like, bitch, we have reservations. Like, can you get out of here? Uh, but have you ever gone out with someone who is just so good looking and like you're like... I you're, consider you're myself unwell. that person. I love that, Chris. I am the I'm I'm Rambo. I'm the freak. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I I mean I've definitely gone on dates with guys and dated men who I've been like, oh, this is crazy. I mean, yeah. my last and he's still a dear friend, but every time people ask me about him, I was like, it's a real Jack Spratt situation between the two of us. Who? My ex-boyfriend and I. <gasps> you know Jack Spratt? No. Jack Spratt could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. It's one. I've never heard of that in my whole life. One thin person and one bigger boy. And the bigger <laughs> boy was me. Oh my God. No, I've I've gone out with people before, like where I just think that they're too good looking. And I have gotten too drunk because I, I pulled a Rambo. She's drinking double. First of all, I've never even heard of what a double she vodka pulled a martini medley. She what is a double vodka martini? Up. Just more vodka? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they say she had five. I do I love would the be kind so of like, fucked up. I love that um, the show takes seriously how attractive he is. And mm-hmm. like everyone's looking. I think the only time we've seen this kind of level of visual interest in another character is Smith. 
Yes. When all those women want to have sex with him and Samantha waits them out. Mm -hmm. I think she even pays one of them off. She sure does. She pays off the last lady. Yeah. um, Who I believe is played by the great Broadway actress, Julia Murney. Um, Shout out to her. And shout out to Detective Stevens, who I thought was very cute. What did you think of him basically leaving her a card to go to AA? (laughs) Thought I mean, that was very presumptuous. Very presumptuous. Can she just have an evening? But the scene with her hitting the, like, falling into the wall. I mean, walls, that's an iconic image. I mean, if you, I, we've all been there. You, like, oh, where you wake up and I you are there this so discombobulated and you're, like, holding onto the walls. Things are spinning. It's, it's how I, mean, I felt every morning when we recorded and just like that at, like, 8 a.m. Uh, oh, my God. We were sometimes recording at 7 a.m., we were crazy. Just trying to get it to you people. And Just... none of you gave us our, except many of our reviews have been loved. Oh, well, should we talk about our one reviewer who thinks your name is Adam? Excuse me? I sent you one of our reviews recently that said, I just love Adam and Chris. It's like Adam. Maybe that was an autocorrect. <laughs> From I'm, Sam? From Sam. You know what? You would not be, you would, no, you would be surprised at how many people get my name wrong. I say, oh, my name is Sam. And they go, Sarah. Adam. Pam. A- Adam's a new one. <laughs> Adam is a new one. Especially I mean, given I my voice. Sam is a, like, um, could be a name for many different genders and identity. I think Adam is pretty firm in one lane. Yeah. It's, it's not. So I was just, just, just to see Adam. I was like, who the fuck is Adam? <laughs> but shout out because the review was lovely. And whoever Adam yeah. may be, they're a fan. You know what? I'll be Adam. Maybe Adam is the third co-host this podcast needs to keep us going. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Charlotte and <gasps> your the favorite. Google family. Let's talk about it. I love these wasps. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I, I love, love the sister-in-law. I'm assuming that's his sister, the sister-in-law. Yes. That is Trey's sister-in-law. Mel Charlotte okay. is also. Yeah. Um, yes. Because it's Trey's brother. Brother. I believe. Okay. Um, Bunny was making me laugh. I wish she'd been in it a bit more. And I also, in some ways, wish Bunny had been the person to find them. Like, I was like, do we need to create this sister-in-law? Yeah. When couldn't Bunny have just been walking around the grounds with a martini in hand, cigarette facing the wrong way? <laughs> and just like, uh-oh, I saw Ooh. Charlotte diddling the gardener. Charlotte is so horny. She's so okay. sexually well, frustrated. If I'd seen Bert, which... Don't know um, his name was Bert. I mean, I, they had to give him an ugly name. I had to do a rewind so on Bert many times because I was like, I, I must have misheard that. His, that his man's name, can't name be is Bert. not Bert. Um, I have a question that just came to mind. Is Bert short for Robert? It could be. Interesting. And they went with Bert. Okay. <laughs> I, not um, Rob. Robbie. Robert would be fine. Um, so Charlotte, I love seeing this you know, Trey's country house, you're really getting a sense of like how wealthy they really are. They have like, it's really, I like seeing the their world a little bit bigger yeah. than just her and Trey. But we've got to talk for a quick moment though about what the fuck's going on with Charlotte's fantasies. Ooh. So a few weeks ago, we heard her talking about how she was a mystical fairy or some shit. <laughs> and she wanted Trey to throw her off a unicorn and bang her in the, like a bed of roses. Now, this fantasy she's having with Bert, where she's in, first of all, she's always fully clothed, which I just appreciate, would be my fantasy also. <laughs> I know, like, you don't, I don't need you, to see myself you naked can in a be fantasy. As naked as you want, mm-hmm. I'm keeping my motherfucking slip on. 
and they're in like a who why would i get that he's a gardener and she's imagining him at his workplace but yeah like, I, no one's fantasy is to be fucked in a middle of the woods like is I, it i don't know. directly I, on the ground i have to say like i get that and then she, her head's, ba- I was just like, I've never had such a sexy dream that my head's banging, like, left and right. Um, yeah, I, she's that horny. She's <laughs> she that really- sexually frustrated. She's like, I like, fucking ravaged me in the grass. And so then she goes back and flirts with him and they kiss. Do you, and like, trigger warning to everyone who gets upset when I talk about things that are too modern. Yeah. Is there a sort of workplace dynamic here that is inappropriate of her to even do this to poor Bert? Because Bert's going to lose his job. You think? I think I think that sister. You think Bert is Bert is out of work? I think Bert got fired that later that night by that bitchy sister-in-law. I don't know. I feel like Bunny was like kind of into it. I was like, what? It seemed like Bunny was like, yeah, I used to fuck his dad. So like, what (laughs) else? I think Bert's fine. Okay, I, think I hope is, so. I think Bert kept his job. Do you think we needed another beat of the story to make sense why the sister-in-law tells on Charlotte? Like yes. something that makes it like they don't like one another or why? It just comes off as like, damn, are you really that big of a bitch? Like, let Yeah, like, why do you in. have to like call me out? No, I think that the sister-in-law, there is like some sort of weird thing there. For sure. But then after it all comes out, we go to the hottest thing that will ever happen on this show. Not since Miranda got fingered by Che Diaz in a kitchen. <laughs> have we that seen was hot? Well, I guess that wasn't hot. We thought okay. it was hot when Che blew smoke into Miranda's mouth. Yeah. And it like came. went into like slow-mo. Oh yeah. Okay. That no, I you're right. The fingering wasn't hot. It was alarming. <laughs> it was shocking. Carrie was pissing herself. <laughs> God, I love that fucking show. Okay. God, I can't um, wait to get that. I know. Wow. To that world. I love it. Okay. <sighs> Talk Let's hear it. a little bit of it and then break down the the breakup scene between those two. Okay. Uh, you're upset, and what I did was so wrong, and I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what can I say? I'm apparently unable to meet your needs, so from time to time, as much as I detest it, I guess I'm just going to have to look the other way. <sighs> I want a husband who looks the other way. I want a husband who takes me in his arms and makes me not want to kiss the gardener. Charlotte, no marriage is perfect. Mm. And so much of what we have is wonderful. Mm. We can have separate lives, still be together. Totally acceptable. As Charlotte looked at her perfect husband on his perfect tennis court, at their family's perfect country house, she realized the one thing that was missing was that perfect connection with an imperfect person. Okay. When we get back to the city, I think that we should separate for a while. Alrighty. <sighs> Closing that alrighty circle. Now, alrighty. before we get into kind alrighty. of the actual meaning of it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, Charlotte is annoying to me in this scene. Let that man do what he wants. He's beautiful. He is so fucking hot. And, and I don't a, think... He said, fuck Bert if you want. And then he's saying, you can have the best of both worlds. Fuck Bert and then come stare at me looking like <laughs> this. Why would you leave? Would you? 
No. I haven't been this mad at Charlotte since she was upset at my king. Fucking bitch, fucking whore, whatever his name was. <laughs> I just don't understand why she would treat this man this way. Especially while he looks like that. Like, who uh, cares? He is oiled to the fucking gods. I've not seen a man that oiled up outside of a gay porn ever. And the lighting, like, and the hitting the balls. Like, it's, guys, get your eyes on that scene. If it's the hottest thing I've ever seen. Kyle McLaughlin, what a star. And to end it with the all righty, like, it's so good. And it just, uh, I'm glad that they say separating and not divorce. So they kind of still leave that door open a little bit. Um, yeah. I do. I like that. Um, but I don't know. It just, I feel sad for both of them because they, this just isn't what they expected and it's not what they want, but. Maybe it's and one thing I though I think that it's a kind of a flaw in the writing of it mm-hmm. is is that Trey says something along the lines of there's so much good in outside of our sexual incompatibility. I don't know that we get a good enough sense of what else they're connecting on. No, because like, all we've seen is them just not be other than up. the fact that they look very good together. They look good together. They can swim in each other's circles, as Sonia Morgan puts it. Like, th- so there's that, but there's, I don't see them like really connecting, like on a. It's not like they're having a lot of laughs. No, it's not like Big and Carrie. I mean, you know? who could be? Who connect? Deep. Thank God for next week. I need him back. We're gonna, Even on a wall. We're going to get him. Well, oh, so Charlotte ends up back at her own apartment, which it feels crazy to. I mean, clearly they need a place for her to go, so they had they have her sublet. I guess you could say I like the idea that she didn't really fully commit to her relationship with Trey, mm-hmm. so that she has held on to the apartment. So I like that as a kind of nod to her lack of commitment, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I felt very sad and devastated when she entered the apartment, even though her hair looked perfect. She's, she's so fucking beautiful. And I just, I I had that scene hearing it again, like without the visual, because I think it distracts me a little bit. Well, it is hard to even focus on anything when you're- It's hard to, can I tell you something? It took me until this rewatch to realize that they broke up on the tennis court. That is how distracting- he is to me visually. I know. Because I like hearing, just hearing them have that conversation. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, they did break up on the tennis court. Like this is done. You know, I'm going to make a wild reference here, but it's like the um, Nixon-Kennedy debate. (laughs) You know that? No, a hundred percent. If stripped bare of no visuals, I'm like, yeah, Charlotte is right. With it, I'm like, I I wish Charlotte. Charlotte, you're a fucking idiot. Wow. Looking at him, so I'm like, Charlotte, Charlotte? shut up. Nixon? She is Nixon. <laughs> okay. Okay. And who better to be Kennedy than Trey McDougal? I mean, absolutely. He should play king. JFK. This episode full of kings. A lot of kings. We're hit with a lot of kings. No flops. Now let's get into Ms. Bradshaw <laughs> this week because Chris, this was me in New York City this week. Wow. I'm not fucking kidding. I have a story I have to share. Go on. That was so similar to what she fucking experienced. Do you want to share it now? Absolutely. So in the scene, Carrie gets mugged. She is like, she runs into the nail salon. No one gives a single fuck that this happened to her, which is like very New York. 
Okay. I've heard of this. Like, I've heard of this, you know, everyone, if you're on the train, no one looks up, no one knows what's going on. It's like, it's very New York. Okay. I really experienced this. So guys, I got a Metro card and I feel like I am taking on the city. And then I realized that they are getting rid of the Metro card. And so now I just have like a relic. Um, anyway, so I'm on the train and I'm staying next to this lady and she's having a full on some sort of episode. She starts hitting me and slapping me with her jacket and yelling, get the fuck out of here, screaming at me. And I'm just sitting there and she's swatting away imaginary flies. Things are happening. I'm trying to make eye contact with anyone on the train to be like, oh my God, this is crazy. No one is looking up. I'm getting slapped. Well, that's on you, baby. I know everyone's like what everyone that lives in the city or like is people in- helping also could only escalate it. You need to remove yourself if you can. That's and- what everyone said. They were like, Sam, why didn't you get up? I'm like, well, where was I supposed to go? There was to the other to go. side of the train or even there a was different, nowhere or even a different car. Go through the door. I didn't know you could do that. You need to so, stay yeah. in Ubers. I really I was. Yeah. Anyway, so I felt Carrie. <laughs> well, before we get into that. Let's back up a bit because mm-hmm. I really appreciate when she runs in Natasha the first time. Mm. So they're at brunch. Natasha comes in. Yes. Interesting that this is the first time in this episode we're seeing Natasha and she's not wearing white. Mm-hmm. And she's got a gorgeous friend with her. Gorgeous. And they shoot Carrie and those gals looks. I mean, later on, we'll hear about Nina Katz and that face. But if I was Carrie, I... It had been RIP from how that Natasha's friend looked at her. Uh, you would never see me again. I mean, if a I... woman that beautiful looked at me like that, I'd kill myself. Kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was really tough. And you know, because it's like, it's one of those situations where it's like, Carrie knows how wrong she was. Like, it's not one of those where she's like, oh, like, they're just being bitches. And she's like, no, I get why they're looking at me like that. Like, I fucked this woman's husband and then she fell down the steps. And then her karma catches up with her because we get the iconic moment where she's robbed. Let's hear it, and then I want to say something. Oh, okay. Oh, excuse me, sir. I know this sounds ridiculous, but can you tell me which way is West Broadway? Give me a bag. What? Your bag. It's a baguette. Let me have it. I couldn't believe it. 15 years in New York, and just when the city was getting safe, I was getting mugged. Is this for real? You're watching your ring. Quick. And your Manoa Blahniks. What? No. Give me a fucking Blahniks. These guys weren't just after money anymore. They were after fashion. Please, sir, they're my favorite pair. I got them half price at at a sample sale. Thanks. me <laughs> the Give robber a great is also hot. oh he's it's, very why hot. does he need to be hot too this episode think? i think is remember for the first chris show, i was just about to say been this saying that these men on this show have been so fucking disgusting normies this is where everything been, shifted 
everything. Thank you for fucking saying this because as we as you were like gearing up to say that, it popped into my head. I'm like, it, we've been dealing with such Humpty Dumpty random people that I see in everyday life. I want like we've seen like people like me on the show. I don't need and to see like it. me. Like I don't need to see that. So then we're in the hottie era. Hotties. I mean, the robber was. I thought he's a stunner. Mm-hmm. And if honestly, Carrie date him. Mm-hmm. Seems like something that would happen on it just like that. Absolutely. I mean, I thought he was hotter than Franklin. That's fucking stupid. I can't. I can't <laughs> with you. Franklin's Definitely so hotter hot. than um, Billy. Peter. Peter. You hate Peter so much you're calling him Billy. Billy. <laughs> so then they're walking to Coulter Hall to hang out with mm-hmm. my king, Sam Jones. And Samantha breaks to Carrie that their big and Natasha are divorcing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Carrie is surprised. Like, Did she think that they were going to weather that storm? What an idiot Carrie I is. Think- Maybe she's shocked at how soon they're getting divorced. Like maybe, because maybe she assumed came Natasha home. would be. No, she but maybe came Natasha home and saw you in her house. No, I know, but maybe maybe Carrie had the idea that Natasha was the kind of person that would like be like, "It's okay, we'll work on it." I, I don't think, think maybe Carrie comes. realized Natasha was like, "I'm that bitch." Like you're not going to cheat on me. I think it more comes also from Carrie's need to believe that um she didn't ruin a marriage. Like, I think you're giving her a lot more credit as if she was thinking about Natasha at all. I think it's more like, well, I'm just going to pretend and for my sense of self, believe they are completely happy and I didn't ruin anything. Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time she's had to deal with like, oh, I really hurt this woman. Mm -hmm. I also love the little piece of information and it makes me hate Big and Carrie even more that Natasha stopped working to marry Big. Mm -hmm. I hate that unnecessary (laughs) yeah that's really fucked and it makes me look at big like why would this woman give up her career at ralph lauren and yeah like she's successful and hot and beautiful and young and this dumb fuck big who i'm very excited to see next week but i know which by the way we did rave about the affair arc (laughs) (laughs) oh look i'm so glad it happened but look this episode is for natasha at the end of the day this is it really is it's for the girls now, I really like in the dorm room when the guys knock Carrie down and she falls mm-hmm. as a kind of mirror back to the Natasha moment. Yeah. I hate, however, that the show feels the need to point to it out. To talk it out. I Yeah, like, we got it. We it know. It have just been completely subtextual and it would have been a nice moment. But the fact that she's like, I fell down just like Natasha. It's like, yeah. take, the, take the, you know, our viewers seriously. Yeah. We're maybe- smart enough. Although I guess now and then just like that, they don't explain anything. So no, they, and we're just going, they've done that's the kind of other what I direction. like about it, though. Like, because we're just like, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening? Where are we in time and space? Like, do you think, you know, do you think they're going to give Carrie her monologue back? No, because a portion season? of me always remembers that Sarah Jessica Parker hates doing those. So I she think does? Of, yeah. Okay. Because she doesn't like acting in isolation. Like for her, acting is a group thing. And so sitting and doing those was like mm. she always described as her least favorite part of the job. Okay. Um, no, that makes and sense. And so I could see them not necessarily wanting to do them anymore. I also think like voiceovers were such a thing of that time. I feel like every fucking show had voiceovers back then. And now it's mm-hmm. like, well, I think we can just tell a story. I mean, Grey's Anatomy with those fucking monologues is still happening. <laughs> So the tired. You, I can't even get it. I do still watch that show. 
I'm one episode behind. I'm catching up later today. Good God. Okay. I am so, always current on Grace. So Carrie's trying to get in touch with Natasha. Natasha's her assistant's literally like, you will never talk to her. <laughs> you will literally literally ever. She say to her, like, you'll be waiting forever. Like, yeah. She's like, well, when will she come back? She's like, she'll never answer. You will be on hold forever. Mm-hmm. Like, then the the assistant has um, stepped her pussy up in a big way. I hope she gets a raise. Bert's out of a job, but that assistant's getting a raise. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then we get the sit down. What do you think of, before we hear what Natasha's response is, that iconic monologue, what do you think of Carrie's apology? (sighs) Chris, you know how I feel about this. This woman slinks in. In that dress. She looks batshit insane. <laughs> her dress is like giving mistress vibes. Like, if I was Carrie, I would have shown up in a in fucking... In a nun's costume. In a nun's costume. Like, literally. She walks in in like a sex... No bra. No bra. Her titties bouncing, looking great. Like, and... Air laid. I feel like she's never looked better. No, literally never looked better. We're back in her curly, crazy hair. Like I I would have come in looking like how you and I look today. Just busted and broken down. Broken down. You can't waltz in looking like that. And she walks in and then has the audacity to drink someone's water. I know, but I thought I thought Sarah Jessica Parker did a great comic beat there. I thought she oh, well, was, it was like drinking that water. I've never laughed at just someone drinking oh, water. But I mean, the the acting is giving. But the actual, if I was Natasha, I would spit on her. <laughs> the thing I will say I appreciate about well, I'll say this: I don't think her apology is full throated enough. It okay. is kind of just vague. Yeah. However, I do appreciate. That she doesn't say, and I hope you'll forgive me or request anything from her. She Mm -hmm. just says, I am sorry. Which is, I think, how most apologies should be. Rather than, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Because it's like, well, you just need to focus on what you did Mm -hmm. and how you feel. And not request me to do the work of forgiving you. Right. Of course, we are going to hear her beg for forgiveness coming up. That just gave me a little bit of a chill, what you just said. Like, I think that that's really important for people to remember and even for me to remember like it it's if you apologize i don't have to say like i don't give me any work to do well apologies are different than asking for forgiveness yeah you should apologize for something without needing to be forgiven because that's asking the person you harmed to do work i'm shaking right now and so i appreciate that carrie doesn't get into that now she will next Mm -hmm. season with aiden at the door you have to forgive me. You have to forgive oh, me. Yeah. Okay. Um, which you should not do. You know, forgiveness comes from others, not yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow. But let's hear Natasha's response. Yes. Me too. You are? Yes, I'm sorry about it all. I'm sorry he moved to Paris and fell in love with me. I'm sorry that we ever got married. I'm sorry he cheated on me with you, and I'm sorry that I pretended to ignore it for as long as I did. I'm sorry I found you in my apartment, fell down the stairs and broke my tooth. I'm very sorry that after much painful dental surgery, this tooth is still a different color than this tooth. 
Finally, I'm sorry that you felt the need to come down here. Now, not only have you ruined my marriage, you've ruined my lunch. I guess that's just what I have to say. Ate her the fuck up. Get Natasha on Housewives because the it's giving Phaedra Parks reading Kenya. It's giving like details. It's so a story arc. It's so powerful, so good. She never like. I I loved I love that this tooth will always be a different color than this tooth. Giving Sheena Shea. She, it's just it is it's a so great good. it's a great moment it's kind of what i think we need it's interesting that in unless i'm forgetting what happens in the next episode and how deep the conversation between big and carrie is it's interesting that i don't know that those two ever ruminate again about that affair like there is never a point in which big says like i shouldn't have done this and i feel really bad about the fact that even towards Carrie, where he says, like, I feel bad for you putting you in that pursuit. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we ever hear that. I think that the two of, like, it's, I think, a smart and good choice that in some ways, and the only other time, actually, that the affair is kind of brought up is Aiden. So the Mm -hmm. two people who are kind of the wrecks are the ones who, and then you have Big and Carrie who are like, forget about it, la la la. Yeah. Um, right, because I think while I'm not sure if Aiden ever they talk about, it, I mean, clearly he the you have to forgive me, you have to forgive me, and then there is one moment that I really like between John Corbett and Sarah Jessica Parker next season, where he'll she'll say, "What are you worried about?" Mm-hmm. and he kind of just looks at her rather than says, "Like that's when hey. they break up." <laughs> oh yes, it's what are whose else's would I be? Yeah, and he's like looking at her. And he and just kind like... of, but instead of speaking, there's this really small moment between them. And I think he acts that moment really well. Yeah. And then she realizes, oh, we're never going to be able to get over this. No. Mm. Perfect. But I love Natasha. I love her. Yeah, you weren't very kind to her and then just like that. Maybe you need to go back and watch that episode. Yeah, you know, maybe re- you'll revisit. And realize what Carrie's done to this woman. Yeah, maybe chasing her around her. New York City. <laughs> Didn't she, like, run into her in the bath? Like, she walked into her in the bathroom? She was stalking her, Chris. Like, stalking her. <laughs> screen, trying, going into her business, work of business. Mm-hmm. R- rolling up on her in the bathroom. She burned her hand. Carrie's nuts. Nuts. I do kind of remember her obsession, though, in this episode is being more manic. It actually isn't as bad as it was. No, same. In the episode where... um. She wants to get invited to that luncheon. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so we end this episode with that like slow motion wide shot of Carrie walking, breast akimbo. <laughs> Moving and shaking. It's insane. <laughs> it's an iconic moment, though. Iconic. Of and course. it's a nice kind of. Um, follow up to the slow-mo moment of her leaving big mm-hmm. after the plot at the engagement party at the plaza yes where she's like i can't be tamed and then the horse goes and unhinged like who just is like seeing horses like i'm just like that horse it's like if you really think about like i've never seen any animal and been like much like this animal right i too look 
I'm fucking nuts. Chris, I'm dying. The one thing I did want to bring up um, is that this is the first episode that to me feels like the HBO model where mm-hmm. they appreciate that where they always will have the penultimate episode of the season be the kind of emotional high point. And then the next, the finale is actually more about setting things up. Mm-hmm. Um, because in some ways I was like, why are we having another episode? I feel like we just landed somewhere pretty impactful right but I, think I forgot fun. that this like wasn't the finale at first yeah it's like what are we doing next week because i feel yeah. pretty ready to go into season no four. i know Same. but i really do like next week's episode it's no really no great. no i mix well the samantha storyline oh oh oh, oh. despite <laughs> that i'm still not even sure if we can cover it oh boy yeah. I feel like we're going to give that a breezy. So tough. Like it happened and we're moving on. And we're moving on. Um, what did you think about the fashion of this one? I thought there was some pretty, I mean, clearly the Diana looks. newspaper dress. Yeah. I that's... also, at one point she's wearing, I think when they're on the way to NYU. Yes. She's wearing a white dress with like a big ass gold belt. Yeah. Um, Samantha really looked beautiful there in a black dress. However, I really am enjoying Carrie's curly hair. Like, it's just it so stunning. There is an outfit she's wearing when Miranda calls her that's like a purple jumper with a giant shirt underneath of it that is so shocking to the eyes. Yeah. And I thought, that's our Bradshaw. That's our CB. So in terms of the men, we had the mugger, Detective Stevens, Sam Jones, Trey, and Charles. Who the fuck is Charles? Oh, Trey's brother. Oh, um, I love that you wrote that and you're like, who is that? Ooh, um, I gotta say, I'm gonna go with the cop. Uh, you know, I'm not going with Trey just because that's so expected. I'm going with the mugger. My slicked back king. Robber. Great, great, great guy. Mm-hmm. And he said thank you when he ran away, I think. Polite. Yeah. Polite and polite fashion king. forward. Do you have any hot takes about this one? I mean, other than I mean, Natasha's right. That's not even a hot take, though. No, yeah. Um, no, not no, really. same. What would you give this one out of ten? I loved it. I would give it an eight and a half. Ten out. This is a ten out of ten for me. Oh shit! I would watch this episode a million more times out okay. of joy. I every single storyline. Everyone's storyline is great, which is truly the real hallmarker. Hallmarker? Hallmark of a good Sex in the City episode. Mm-hmm. Each of them have something, even if the Sam Samantha one is a little too light. But you still remember funny. it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's a 10 out of 10. Amazing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week as we discuss the season three finale, Cock-A-Doodle-Doo. Oh, and there's this little programming update. We're going to do a what would it be called? A Q&A? Questions. Yes. Yeah. So you can DM us online your questions or you can email us at shortcomingspodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh, that email will be in the little description of this episode also. Yes. But it's shortcomingspodcast at gmail.com. That's where I think you should send them. Sam wants them in her DMs. but I don't. I Send them to the email. Send them to the email, but you can DM us. Maybe I'll put a little question box up again right before, if I can figure out how. Okay. Um, and really ask us anything. anything. They, it can be Sex and the City related. If you Girl, just want to hear anything. us wax poetic about another show you think we've watched. Mm-hmm. People really want us to talk about Sex Lives of College Girls. I hope season two is coming soon. I think I think it's coming in like November, December again. 
And of course, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram, and apparently also on Twitter. I did not know I had a Twitter, but someone messaged me and said, is this you? And it sure was. And I said, wow, that was me. I did start a Twitter one day for no reason. And I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. A Huda Media Production.